Welcome to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. Get Your Barbecue On is a show for backyard cooks looking for tips and insight into barbecuing, grilling, entertaining, and enjoying themselves outside with delicious food. Each week, we'll share some barbecuing and grilling tips, techniques, recipes, and a few pitmaster secrets you just have to know. Every show will feature fun, interesting, and informative guests, and will also answer listener questions. Please send your questions to getyourbbqon at gmail.com or visit our website at kenshardwoodbbq.com. Just click podcast and you can listen there. Hey, this is Ken from Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. Welcome to today's show. I'm here with the doctor, uh-huh, uh-huh. Dr. Andre Jones. Mm-hmm. Doctor, we have a pretty cool show today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. so- uh, What we, we got going on? Well, it's a cool show because we have a cool guest coming on. Oh? Yeah, Elvin Sanders. Ooh. Yeah, he's from Strike Fit Bowling. Strike Fit, okay. He's Strike Fit, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, a bowling yeah. pro shop right here in Tucson. Yeah. And uh, he's going to come on and talk about bowling and, and uh, how to fit folks for bowling equipment. And, oh, cool. Right, right. And what's going on in, you know, how COVID has affected bowling right. this year. It's yeah. actually a really big deal. You yeah, know, there's yeah. tournaments, there's... Yeah, my fam- some of my family's been into bowling tournaments. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm I have curious. a bunch of friends, and they all play in leagues, and yeah. they compete, and yeah. they go to Vegas and yep. different things. Yes. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, this COVID thing has kind of put a nix to you oh. know all of that. So uh, Elvin's going to talk to us about what's going on in bowling. Yeah, I'm excited. In the meantime, in between time, okay. So it looks like the football season is here here to stay. Yay. I mean, more fans are, uh, you know, the teams are adding more fans to the stadium. Yeah, so yeah. it looks Notice. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're being responsible and mm-hmm. it looks like the game's going to be around. So tailgating. Oh. And we already talked about tailgating. We did two episodes of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. We did it in season one. We yeah. talked about tailgating. That's but, right. But one of the things that we left out is one of the great tailgate foods. What's that? The smoked turkey leg. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So today, oh, wow. today we're going to talk about the smoked turkey leg. I mean, who doesn't, who hasn't been to, I, I used to go to the Cardinal games here. You go to mm. Cardinal games, they got, you know, as you're walking in outside, mm. somebody's got the big smoked turkey yeah. legs. And then anytime you go to the like state county fair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go to Disneyland, you got the big smoked turkey leg. Yeah. And they're, they're great. They taste great, mm. easy to handle. Mm. And, so, and they're huge. And they're huge. <laughs> they're huge. And so we're going to talk about uh, great tailgate food. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. Great tailgate food. Absolutely. And a lot of people are doing their little tailgates at home. Yeah. These days. Yeah. And get, yeah, they're getting a few people together for the big game. Yeah, of course. So we're going to talk about how to make great smoked turkey legs today. All right. I'm All excited. Right. Ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, the first thing we got to do is uh, find some turkey legs. I'll say find a turkey. Right. And typically, mm-hmm. you're going to find a turkey leg at your local grocery store or, again, your local meat market. You can right. find 
some turkey legs. Okay. And usually, and I know we we, we buy them at the restaurant all the time because we smoke them a lot. We mm-hmm. put them in our collard greens. So we oh always, really yeah yeah we make our we smoke our own turkey legs mm. and put them in collard greens. Mm. And we've got something coming up here soon where we're gonna sell. Uh, and we're we've got a recipe together. Oh. And here shortly we're gonna be doing. Cajun fried turkey legs. What? They're smoked and Cajun fried. Yeah, Ooh. so that's, that's going to be really nice. Hmm. That's coming up to the restaurant. But for now, mm-hmm. smoked turkey legs. Yeah, I'm salivating. Right, right. So at the Thanks. grocery store, you're usually going to find, and most of the time, there's these big Tom turkey legs. And the Tom turkeys. What is that? Those are the big turkeys. Those are the ones that are going to come in 18 to 24 pounds. Wow. You know, the big turkeys when people buy. If you got one that's like nine, close to like 12, right in there, the smaller turkeys, those are usually hens. Okay. So All right. hens and uh-huh. the male big Tom turkeys, those are the, the huge ones. And most of the time, the turkey legs are going to be the Tom turkey legs. So they're going to weigh in at about... Probably one to one and a half pounds. Whoa, uh, a, a turkey leg, yeah. That's a so lot of turkey. That is a lot of turkey. That is a lot of turkey. But the thing about it is that, as far as you know, the the rule of thumb for turkey on Thanksgiving Day is about a pound, a pound and a quarter per serving per right person. person. Right, so, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, right. But that includes bone weight too. So, oh. yeah. So the thing is that. Yeah, if you're eating a turkey leg and it's you, just one person, you you know, you're not sharing it. Yeah. So you really what you're getting is about the same amount of turkey you might eat if you were feasting on Thanksgiving Day. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So you're gonna okay. be full. You know, yeah. From this big turkey leg, but yeah. Again, we're talking about the tailgate. We're mm-hmm. talking about the game. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this festive yeah. feeling. Yeah. And nothing like having a big turkey leg exactly. you know, in your hand. Big turkey leg in one hand, a beer or a root beer <laughs> yeah. on the other. And, or a cream soda. Oh, of course, the cream soda. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything. So anyway, now, so we get those turkey legs, uh-huh. right? And again, you know, they come, they're going to come, you can get some fresh and a lot of times they, some of them come frozen, but we already talked about how to thaw meat, you know, yeah. you thaw it in the, either under cold running water or you thaw it in the refrigerator. Right. So anyway, so we're going to start, we're going to prep these turkeys. So we're going to brine these turkey legs. Mm-hmm. We talked about a brine yeah, last we did. week. Yeah. And, I, and as I said, then there's a bunch of brine recipes mm-hmm. uh, on the internet and just get one and and with these turkey legs we're going to brine ours we're going to c- create a brine mm-hmm. we're going to use and and anytime you use it you know because one of the main ingredients to a brine is salt and right you want to make sure you're using kosher salt right you don't want to use iodine no salt, no table any salt any of that no stuff. Table yeah salt. so you yeah. want to use kosher salt and so we're going to do kosher salt and we're going to take a bunch of other seasonings and we're going to add it to our brine and we're going to brine those turkey legs overnight. Okay. Easy right, enough. Right. Yeah. Any, anywhere from 12 to 24 hours, we'll brine the turkey legs. Yeah. You know, the next day, we're going to pull them out mm. and we're going to kind of dry them off. And then we're going to use a rub. So oh, yeah. one of the things while they're brining, we can create our rub. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I said, it, it just depends on what flavor profile you're looking for. There's a lot of good rubs out there. There is. Turkey rubs, you could use, you know, you could have a more of a 
barbecue flavor, or Cajun sure. flavor, sure. or any of those. So you just come up with a nice rub that you want to put on your turkey legs and whatever flavor profile you're looking for. You got it. And you're gonna take that turkey leg and they're already padded dry. And then you're gonna we're gonna add some olive oil again. Mm. Add some that's olive right. oil. That's right. Yeah, that's gonna help crisp up the skin, the skin. and yeah. also it is going to help the rub adhere mm-hmm. to the turkey leg. Yeah, keep it there. Right. Yeah, keep it there. Keep it in there. Right, right, right. And also with a gas grill, you have to have that smoke box. And we're going to go and we talked about the spritz again. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Little spritz. Right. So if you want some type of spritz that we're going to spray on the turkey leg as they're smoking, mm-hmm. then you're going to create that again. You know, you might want to use some apple juice or some other kind of fruit about juice. Or, apple juice, maybe. Or, yeah, yeah. or just, again, whatever flavors you like to infuse into this turkey leg. Okay. All right. Right, right, right. right. Mm. Okay, so now we've found a turkey leg. Yep. We've prepped the turkey legs, mm-hmm. brined, and we have the rub, and we got our spritz together. So the other thing is, so how are we cooking these turkey legs? So first off, again, we're going we're, we're smoking, and we're going to set up the grill. And yep. this is more of a low and slow. Right. We're going to set up the grill for indi- indirect. indirect. Of course. Indirect. Yeah. So right. we're going to set up our grill or smoke indirect heat and the temperature that we want to cook at is going to be anywhere from 250 to 275 degrees it just depends on how much time you have how soon you want these turkey legs to be it it really won't make a difference as far as you know how hot or you know between those two temperatures that you cook the turkey legs yeah some folks might even go as high as 300 degrees wow okay but you know again the magic temperature the temperature that we're really focusing on is the temperature of the meat when it's ready right and so the target temperature for these turkey legs when they're done, when we want to pull them off the smoker or the grill, is 175 to 180 degrees. Oh, I was going to say 165. Well, well, turkey is done at one, it's poultry. So poultry yeah. is done at 165. Yeah. That's the temperature where it is safe to eat, eat. turkey. Right. And uh, so, but the thing is that we want a little more tenderness, want it to cook mm. a little bit more. So I'm recommending. 175 to 180 degrees we pull it off then okay okay now like always if we want to add sauce or mm-hmm. anything like that yep we're going to add that about 15 minutes before the meat is done okay right? so you should plan on about a two to three hour cook time that's what i was these, thinking right for yeah. these turkey legs as you get close to temperature mm-hmm. and when you figure that you only have about 15 or so minutes left, yeah. if you want to add a barbecue sauce or any other kind of sauce on that turkey leg, do it then, close it up, right. and then just let it finish and okay. get to our target temperature. Right. 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 175 to 180. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then- once we get to that temperature, mm-hmm. we're going to pull all the turkey legs off of the grill or yeah. the smoker, and we're going to sit them on a platter, and we're going to let them rest. We're going to put a, like a, a little 
aluminum foil tent over them, but you don't want to, you don't want to really close it. It's going right. to be, yeah. So just put a little tent, keep the heat from too much heat from escaping. Skipping. Yeah. And we want to let it rest for 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. Once those turkey legs have rested, then you want to take them. And typically you've seen them at the fair. You take it and you wrap it, yep. wrap the leg with aluminum foil. Yeah. And so you have a little handle there and then you serve. That is awesome. And then you serve and you're good to go. You got this mm. lovely, delicious smoked turkey right there. Mm. You walking around. Yes. And you're just like just gnawing on, on it, it. chewing yeah. on it, just eating on it. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect tailgate food. Absolutely. Perfect tailgate food. Mm. And so from there, you know, you feel like, hey, I'm at the big game. Exactly. You like <laughs> big game. Put your hat on, go, your, yeah. your jersey on. Get your, you're, you're there. You're yeah, there. Yeah. And, and as you pass these out or your guests come by and get your turkey leg, all, yeah. all you have to say is bon appetit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're good to go. In other words, make sure you have more to share. That's what you're going to want your own turkey leg. Right. You're yeah. going to want your own turkey leg. Yeah. And, you know, people are saying, hey, you can have a you bite of that. that. <laughs> There's one over there. there is. <laughs> get off my turkey leg. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> that's mine. Right, mine. Right, right. So that's it for smoked turkey legs and mm. your tailgate. You got tailgates coming up. Get some smoked turkey legs. Absolutely. And, and offer them at your tailgate. Your guests will be very happy. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a break. And when we return, we yeah. are going to answer a listener question. Woo-hoo. We've got a great question this week. And we're going to check in with the doctor mm-hmm. our grill master in training hey tucson do you have a hankering for some good old down-home cooking well you're in luck along with our award-winning barbecue we have southern fried catfish mac and cheese collard greens fried okra peach cobbler sweet potato pie and much more 745-4746 that's 745-4746 or visit our website Come on down to Ken's Hardwood Barbecue and get your barbecue on. Hey, welcome back to Get Your Barbecue On, the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is Ken Alexander, and I'm here with the doctor. The doctor's in the Doc- house. Yeah, the doctor. Go ahead, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's that time for yep. us to answer a listener's question. And oh. I understand, uh, doctor, we have a question from uh somebody in my hometown absolutely in louisville wow, Ooh, wow in the wow. world all right i thought I, oh i thought only ken's were from louisville Kentucky. but there's a <laughs> lady by the name of stacy and this is what she asked her question is my youngest son is vegan what are the best veggies to grill and the best way to season and grill them wow okay. i'm ready for this i want to know okay so what, as you know mm-hmm we just did a show. We, we did, did a show in season just season two. Uh, yeah, I think it was around two, season two. Yeah, season actually it was season two, episode one. There, you, yes, that's right. It was our right, first episode right, into the right. new world. Yeah, grilling salads. Yes, and that's where we talked about and we gave all the instructions yeah. as to how to grill vegetables. Yes, right, right. But to answer Stacy's question, yeah. She said, what are the best vegetables to grill? You can grill yeah. just about any vegetable on, really? on the grill. Yeah, any. yeah. You want me to run off a few? No, no. Not yeah, please, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. So 
potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash, mushrooms. Uh, when we're doing mushrooms, to me, portobellos are the best. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're hearty. They're, you know, they're uh, filling. So you got, you got mushrooms, cauliflower, carrots, bell peppers, Ooh. tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, turnips, lettuce, eggplant, zucchini. Just the list goes all on and on. Oh, my and, gosh. You can and, do all of them. And not to mention fruit. What? Fruit, yeah. No. Apples, what? peaches, what? pears, lemons, bananas, plantains. You can also mango, strawberries. The list goes on and on. I mean, and you real strawberries. I can see all of these. Yeah, you get some big strawberries. You kind of slice them. Yeah. You know, slice them kind of thick. And then I can see strawberries with some grill marks on them. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Yes. And and have a little smoky flavor to mm. it. So you can do that with all the fruit. Mm. Yeah. Just slice it and I'm seeing all of these grill marks. I, grill marks on my everywhere. On, yeah, potatoes <laughs> and my cauliflower and oh. my, and I can mm. get and I'm tasting that little smoky flavor. Ooh. Right. I, I so we talked about it, like I said, season two, episode yeah. one. Yeah. And we talked about cooking it. With high heat, yes, it's fast. It's fast. You got to really stay fast. right there and stay with it. But it's really simple. Yeah. And uh, we talk about how you make the little, if you're cooking on a gas grill, yep. either if you don't already have the little compartment where you put the wood chips, right? well, the you can make the little- The wood al- pouch, little, yeah. Little wood pa- yeah. pouch with aluminum foil. Yeah. And so you can get that smoky flavor mm. in these vegetables and these, this fruit and it's going to be really nice. Absolutely. Right. So there's a wow. lot of recipes. And and like we talked about a little spritz. Yep. I was we about to say about putting spritz. some flavor and yeah. making some spritz in there. Rosemary and thyme yeah. is what Rosemary we talked about. Thyme, but yeah. whatever things you like, mm. whatever types of vegetable I mean, but whatever types of seasons that you like or seasonings yeah. you like, you can put in a little spray bottle. Mm. Because again, we're cooking fast. And it wouldn't hurt to just, you know, spray it, keep that moisture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I recommend, Stacy, that you go listen to episode one and in season two. Yep. And, but there are so many different vegetables that can be cooked on the grill. And uh, I love it. We talked about that grill salad. And I mm-hmm. think the grill salad, we had eggplant. We did. Yeah. Uh, the mushrooms. We had portobello mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Eggplant, mushrooms. Green pepper, red pepper. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was uh, mm. fantastic. Onions. Yeah. Oh, definitely the onions. Yeah. yeah and delicious. lettuce last. Yeah. And Always last. We also did the romaine lettuce. Yeah. And they were all al dente, had a nice little crunch mm. to them. Mm. And a fantastic smoky flavor absolutely all right so stacy hopefully that uh helps you and answers your question but it's a lot of food Mm. there's a lot of vegetables and fruit Mm. that you can cook on the grill for your vegan son wow and i think you'll be very happy absolutely he's still (laughs) getting the grill and barbecue flavor (laughs) all Mm. right so thank you for your question and thank you for being a loyal listener to get your barbecue on the podcast awesome all right, so it's that time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, the check in with our grill master in training, dun, 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 dun. the doctor, dun, 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 dun. Doctor Andre Jones. Dun, dun, dun. What's happening on the grill? Let me tell you, and I will tell you in story form. Please do. So, 
way back when in episode one, I mean like episode one, season one. Wow, that was a long that was, time ago. I know, forever ago. We had uh, Soul Man G, who's also one of the hosts at All About the Win podcast. Soul Man G. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's All About the Win podcast. And you can find All About the Win podcast by listening to us <laughs> on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. That's All About the Win podcast with Dr. Andre Joe and friends. All right. So as in that episode, G talked about how one of the things that he used to do was get a turkey that was already cooked from the store. Yeah, it was a chicken. It was a chicken. Sorry, it was a chicken. Right. Sorry, it was sorry. A, it was a yeah, chicken. he'll get a chicken and he'll bring it home and he'll add his own seasoning to it and then put it back on the grill and heat it up. Right, 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 right. That's, right, what, he, right. that's what he would do. So, right, he'd put it on the grill yeah. and he'd add some additional seasoning. Seasoning, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. correct. Kind of like right. spice it up, you he'd know? spice it up. He'd get yeah. one of those bland... Yes, yeah. very bland. bland yeah, 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 rotisserie chickens. <laughs> yep. Bring it home. Yep. And do his thing. Exactly. So I was at the store and I was like, you know what would be cool? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's see if I could do this as well. Well, it happened to be one of my best friend's birthdays too. Okay. So he was like, hey, are we going to do dinner? I was like, well, I know what I'm doing. We're going to do it at his grill. So this is like an experiment of... I'm not on my grill. Oh. We're on someone else's grill. It's a weight game. It, it is. You go to the you're going to the visitors' exactly. grill. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The home you're team going, went to the, the visitor. Yeah, the home team. Yeah, yeah. You go on. Yeah, you you did somebody else's home. Exactly. Now. Let's okay. see what happens. So I get there and I'm like, hey, I got this rotisserie chicken. He's like, great. I'm like, what rub do you have? And he pulls out all of this rub and mm. all the seasonings, by the way. And he had even more. And I'm like, I am seasoned overwhelmed. <laughs> so what are we going to do? So I found this barbecue one that was just simply labeled barbecue. Okay. BBQ is what it was labeled. BBQ. And what was so cool is I was able to smell each like mm. flavor, or each seasoning. And I, I started to really start develop that season profile, what it would smell like if these two were together. Okay. And the taste of it. Okay. It was making me hungry as I'm actually starting to salivate now just thinking about this process. Right. So we settle on barbecue and, uh, you know, he's throwing on the sides and everything. It's his birthday and he's doing most of the cooking. I'm like, can I do something? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Please. Right. <laughs> so... We, uh, he does everything, you know, get the sides together and it was time to put the chicken on. So he heats up his, his, uh, his grill. His is a gas grill as well. And, um, we get outside and, you know, put the turkey in. I made a, uh, um, wood pouch. Got some hickory again. That's my favorite. I love hickory. Okay. okay. Something about hickory. I want to try apple wood because I've been feeling kind of appley. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. That yeah. flavor is just so good too. Well, it is the season. They, you know, yeah. Apple, it, apple cider. Exactly. Apple. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's apple harvest season. It, is, it totally is. Totally, totally is. So, and his grill was so nice. It was, it was a lot bigger than mine, of course. And he put it on the indirect side, so that way it's not directly on the heat. Okay. And he put the wood pouch right underneath that. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna like we're like okay, let's see how this is gonna taste. I actually rubbed the chicken down with some good rub and put a little oil on it, so that way it holds it in there. And and it, it was just easy. Again, it was just one thing. If I was at home, I probably would have put a couple more stuff. But this barbecue one I was like, let's just use this one. That's pretty easy. Okay. So. You know, puts it on in the indirect heat, and uh, we close the lid, and we wait for a little bit. We're talking, hanging out, and uh, finally we go in there, and we pull the pull the baby out, and I mean, it, it was already 
it always was brown, right? But now it just looked like it was like ready to eat. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. looked like, yeah, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready for you. Well, some of the some of the rotisserie chickens that I find aren't always used a little more. They could be a little browner. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 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 And even so, picking cook a little more, right? Exactly. Even picking the chicken, I was like, you know, not this one. No, not this. I found one that was on its side, and I'm like, oh, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking, and I'm going like, no, that one. And then part of it looked a little bit too brown, and then the other one looked yeah, burnt. And yeah. I'm like, no, this one's like right in the middle. And I'm like, we put a little bit of heat on it, make it a little bit more brown. It's going to look good. We pulled that bad boy off, and we served it. Man, it was gone. It was gone. Tastes perfect. Great. Like, it just needed that extra kick. It had that little bit of barbecue taste to it. Not a lot. Not not enough to like, a, oh, this is really barbecue. Just, yeah. just enough to really get the taste of it in. So it was, oh my gosh, it was really good. Like wow. a very, very good dinner. Very good dinner. And we all came together. We we got him a, um, he got a birthday cake and uh, we put the candles. We put happy birth instead of happy birthday. We didn't have <laughs> enough room to put day because we put too many candles in there. Oh, wow. And we couldn't light all the candles because it was hot in the middle because we didn't think it all the way through. And uh, yeah, all in all, it was a good birthday dinner. Yep, it was really like good. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sounds like you did a great job and, yeah. you know, that we should congratulate Soul Man G. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, yeah, you used the Soul Man G recipe. I did, I did. Right, And it right. came out great. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it, sounds like it. Oh. So, all right, doctor. Yeah. You, you, you're using your head, thinking on your feet out I am. there. You know, yeah. As a, as a pit master and trainer. Absolutely. I'm doing my best. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> hey, did this week you got another passing Woo-hoo! grade. Look at that. Look at that. Undisputed. Undisputed. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time for us to take another break. But when we return, we're going to come back to Strike Fit Bowling, the bowling master. Yeah. Elvin Sanders. Woohoo! He'll be with us. He's our guest on the second half of the show. So please stay tuned in and we'll be right back. Striking. Octavia Social Media Strategies is a digital marketing firm that has the perfect solutions for your services. We offer website development, social media marketing, and video marketing to ensure your business a winning edge amongst competitors. We are a proud, locally Black-owned business serving the Tucson area, and we are offering a special for you, a free digital marketing assessment. All you have to do is contact us at 520-777-3540. That is 520-777-3540. Four zero, or visit us at www.octavia.social. We are an entrepreneur's first choice to be seen, be known, and be the expert. Hey, welcome to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. I'm here with the doctor, the doctor. Dr. Andre Jones, and we have a special guest here today. Special. Elvin Sanders from Strike Fit Bowling Supply right Woo! there on 22nd Street. Welcome to the show, Elvin. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Elvin, it's been a long time coming, but uh, you started a business. Uh, you know, when did you start StrikeFit? Uh, StrikeFit started in uh, November 2016. Wow. Yes, I, I started off working uh, five years at Fiesta Lanes, actually. Oh, oh really? Wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. I transitioned over from... Uh, being an employee to the employer. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> right, 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 right. But <laughs> nice. well, that's good. So, I so uh, why bowling, man? Why you why bowling pro shop? So, what is it? And I mean, if you into a bowling pro shop, you must have some kind of bowling skills, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, believe it or not, bowling is a sport. It is. Wow, really? Bowling yeah. is a sport. Bowling is a game that. It takes physical ability uh-huh. as well as mental ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all ages, all body types mm-hmm. can bowl. Right, right. It's a game that accepts everyone. Mm. Oh, I love it. We all get those stripes. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so how long have you been bowling? Actually, I started bowling in Germany. In Germany, so. Yes, um, my football career came to an end due to a knee injury, mm. and I was trying to find something to do, and I wandered into the bowling alley one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's been good ever since. <laughs> good ever since. So you, you started bowling in Germany, and, and then so you just, yeah. Yes, I started bowling in Germany, and uh, believe it or not, bowling in Germany, I wasn't too good. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too good, and uh, during my free time, I would go over there and keep on trying and keep on trying to mm-hmm. the point where an older gentleman told me, hey, I noticed you've been in the bowling alley a while, <laughs> but you're not getting any better. <laughs> uh, do you mind if I offer you a few tips? Okay. Oh, really? And yeah. he did give me some tips that I worked on, and as he seen me get better, yeah. Um, he offered me one of his old balls. No okay. way. And that was the evolution of the start of Big E being a Super Bowler. <laughs> oh, the Big E, the Big E. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm known as Big E at the bowl now. Oh, okay. nice, all right, nice. All right. so, so Big E, tell us, how, how'd you get to Tucson? The military brought me in Tucson. Air Force, right? Yes, uh-huh. I am a proud, 24-year veteran of the United States Air Force. Wow. Well, thank you thank for, you your, for service. your service. Thank you for your service, yes. It's a decision that I, I made that uh, every day I thank God for making it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He led me to the Air Force and it taught me stability, but most of all, it taught me independence and being able to make decisions on your own. Mm. Okay, so mm-hmm. so what led you to the Air Force? Where, where are yeah. you from? Originally, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, but my heritage is from Mississippi. Okay, oh, so, so the family came up from the south mm-hmm. and, yes. and, and to, Miss, to to Michigan. And we migrated up to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother and her parents and her siblings migrated up to Detroit. And uh, that's where I was born. Besides, you know, living a couple of years back down south, mm-hmm. my upraising was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. in the Motor. The Motor City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you must play football in high school and that kind of stuff, right? I was a pretty good football player, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, really? But I learned at an early age that uh, no matter how good a football player you are, if you don't have discipline and be able to control your emotions. Right, right. Mm, no matter how good you are, a coach is not going to want you. Right, right. <laughs> So you had a little issue with uh, yeah. that. <laughs> Believe it or not, I had a bad temper growing up. Oh, wow, wow. And um, a lot of it had to do with my surroundings and being in a protective mode mm-hmm. often, you know. Right. Growing up in Detroit and the violence of Detroit mm. and the, the things that was going on during, 
you know, late 70s, early 80s. Right. Yeah, I lived right. in Detroit during that time, so uh, I can attest to what you're saying there. Yes. Yeah. So, um, believe it or not, I ended up getting into it with my coach. Oh, mm. wow. And it caused me to actually lose my position on the team mm. and things of that nature. And those bad decisions hurt my mother more or less than hurt me because of uh, to see those tears in her eyes when the coach called and said uh, they had to let me go because of my temper and everything. And by the mm. way, he'd be sitting at home for the next couple of weeks because he'd been suspended. Oh, wow. <laughs> by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so... Uh, to roll the story on, I end up graduating and everything, and uh, what I'm gonna do with life. You right, know, right. Yeah. You know, I can't stay here in Detroit, I need to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I signed up for the Army. Okay. Oh, okay. Because my brother went into the Army, and um, one day I wandered over there to see my Army recruiter, he wasn't there. Mm. And this guy come from the back of the room, and he had a blue outfit on. And I said, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and they said, that's the Air Force. I have never heard of the Air Force before. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I said, uh, who are you? He said, I'm the United States Air Force recruiter. I, what is the Air Force? He said, uh, would you like to talk about it? I said, sure. I, you know, My recruiter's not here, so I'll listen. Right. So uh, we went into his office. He talked to me and everything. And I was like, I'd like to know more. Well, during that time, my recruiter came back for the Army. So uh -oh. needless to say, it did not go too well between the two recruiters. <laughs> you know, uh, the Army lost one, the Air Force gained one. <laughs> so, and 24 years later. 24 years later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So strike fit. So you started strike fit bowling back in 20. 16. Okay, so yeah. I mean, how are things going over there? Before the pandemic, it was going very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. During my initial business plan, I had three years to make the transition into black completely. Yeah, the yeah. profitability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, we was moving along very well. A lot of people knew me because I'm active in the bowling community here in Tucson, mm -hmm. and I was getting the support, and the thing about it is I am a big proponent of education. So I I went to the bowling schools. Oh, okay. wow. I went to the ball drilling schools. Okay, okay. I got certification by the, it's called IPSIA, which is the acronym for the International Bowling Pro Shop and Instructors Association. Okay. Wow. So that's very important if you want to be a pro shop technician right mm -hmm. because that gives you your your credibility with the bowlers knowing that you are properly trained right okay right all right so strike fit now um tell us a little bit more about so so what do you do for the your your clients that come in say i'm a i'm a guy that comes in and i've been bowling in the leagues and i you know i come in and so you know, I'm a little stuck. How can you help me with my game? You know what I'm saying? What What is it that, that you find that, well, you know, most people come in for and when they walk out, you know, you, you fitted them with what and how do you help them? First of all, Strike Fit Bowling Supply is a place where everybody's welcome. Whether okay. You, whether you a 36 in a row in a gutter <laughs> or zero. That sounds like me. <laughs> or 36 in a row for a 900 series. Oh, wow. okay. At bowling, at Strike Fit Bowling Supply, we help everyone. Mm -hmm. 
And I say we because at Strifeic Bowling Supply, I'm the ball driller, mm-hmm. I'm the coach, I'm the motivator. So you wearing a lot of you wearing a lot of hats. Yeah, exactly. Pin on the hat. The pin on the hat. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm wearing all the hats. At <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the key thing is. When you come to Strike Fit Bowling Supply, you're gonna be met with a smile first of all, mm-hmm. yeah, a pleasant greeting, mm. and I am there to help everyone. Everyone gets the same respect, whether you are a 110 bowler or a 215 average bowler. We all have a place, mm. and I am there to answer all questions, improve games. Wow! But most of all, I want the customer to leave and say. I'm satisfied. Strike Fit Bowling Supply is the place I want to go and recommend other people to go to oh, for their nice. bowling needs. No job is too small. No job is too big in the bowling community, whether it's drilling a ball, ball fit, mm-hmm. answering the questions, recommending a ball, right. recommending shoes, accessories. Wow. Yeah. Where, to, where to go bowl, where to go practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with the, the bowling center proprietors in town. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud to say that uh, I am a very active and productive member in the bowling community here in Tucson. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And, and so, you know, a question. So, like, I'm a new bowler. I'm coming in. I mean, a lot of times folks just go to the bowling alley. They'll rent some shoes, yep. get one of those balls yep. and all that, and then and then they bowl. And then and then yeah. they bowl. But if I want to like like do it, and I'm gonna do it like you know once a week or whatever. What sure. well, I mean, what would you recommend to somebody like that? Just keep going, renting shoes and all that kind of stuff. But what 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 do you need really need to get better? Yeah. A serious bowler, I guess, right? The, the no, I wouldn't say it's or? a serious bowler. It's no? just like the weekly recreational bowler. bowler. Okay. You yeah. know, but but you still don't want to bowl, you know, 60 and 90 <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, even if you're with the family and everything, and you're the worst bowler or whatever. But I, <laughs> okay. Your kids you know are doing better than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are doing better than you are. It's like, dang, daddy. Yeah, you. I mean, you're a really bad bowler, but we don't want to tell you. <laughs> So how can you help me? Yeah. Okay. First of all, the best ball that you have for me as a proprietor is my eyeball. Okay. That's my best ball because if someone wants to get into bowling, after I ask them a series of questions, Mm -hmm. the first thing I'm going to say is, do you mind if I come and watch you bowl? Wow. Wow. Oh, really? I don't care whether it's at Fiesta Lanes way over there on River and Oracle or Mm -hmm. right down the street at Tucson Bowl at 22nd and cold. Mm-hmm. I would get in my car, go down there and watch them bowl because doing that, it does several things. The first thing it does is it lets the bowler know you care. Yeah. The second thing is it allowed me the ability to watch them bowl mm-hmm. so I can see what balls that I would recommend them based on their ability. And also I get a chance to see their motivation level. Okay. Oh, wow. Are they are they motivated to get better or they just want to beat their best friend or whatever? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that goes into the recommendation for a bowling ball because for me, it's not about selling the highest ball I have on the shelf. Right. It's yeah. all about the customer satisfaction for me. Yeah. And that's why I would rather spend the time to go watch a bowler, see their ability, 
and come back to the shop and recommend something than to just drill them ball. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it may not be the right ball for them. Right. So right. Uh, they was happy by getting that ball fast. Right. But they, in the long run, they're more upset because it didn't meet their goal. Right. It didn't improve the game or it anything. It didn't improve yeah. the game and yeah. everything like that. And, uh, you know, people always say, don't let a sale go out the door. Yeah. But the thing about it is, by allowing that sale to go out the door at that moment, mm-hmm. and you're going to help them, it creates more sales because not only did I represent myself, mm-hmm. but I also, it provided me the opportunity to show them that it's not about the sale, it's about them. Yeah. And guess what? Word of mouth is the best tool you have mm-hmm. as a proprietor in the bowling business because uh, I love my senior customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Especially yeah. the, uh, my senior uh, ladies. Yeah. Because they love me to death because I take the time with them. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm very patient. I don't get mm-hmm. upset. Don't nothing bother me. I listen to their concerns. Right. Then I go down there and watch them bowl. And before I know it, I even I go back and go to their league and watch them. Oh, really? I do. I get up early in the morning, go to the senior early morning leagues. And I do all that. And before I know it, they come up to me, Elvin, I recommend my friend. My friend is coming. Then oh, they recommend. And they recommend. And it's a, a chain effect. Uh-huh. And yes, I love getting the business, but I like the credibility more. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm a firm believer, credibility, whether it's good or bad, it's going to follow you. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's time for us to take a break. We'll be right back with Elvin Sanders. We'll be talking a little bit more about bowling. So hang in there. We'll be right back. This is Ken from Ken's Hardwood Barbecue Restaurant, where we have created a blend of barbecue and Southern cooking. We have taken the best barbecue styles and flavors from Texas, Missouri, and the Carolinas. What food has meant to my family is a way to come together and fellowship. We invite you to come and join us. We are located at 5250 East 22nd Street in Tucson at the crossroads of Craycroft and 22nd. Call us at 520-745-4746. Come on down and get your barbecue on. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Ken Alexander on Get Your Barbecue On, the podcast, here with the doctor. And we're also... Yeah, we're also here with our special guest, dun, 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 dun. Elvin Sanders, Woo! the Big E. The, the Big, Big E. e. <laughs> yeah, we're we're here with the Big E. The Big E. You know that's his, that's his uh, his name around the bowling alley. They endearingly call him the Big E over uh-huh. there. So uh, typically, if somebody's got a, a a nickname like that, then you know they must have some game. So uh, <laughs> can you bowl? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd imagine, you know, being the bowling guy, being a bowling professional, you know, as far as, you you know, at the pro shop and everything, folks come in and they probably ask you, so okay, can you bowl? So if you could bowl, what's your highest game? Mm-hmm. I get asked that question so many times <laughs> <laughs> because they, they say, hey, if you can't bowl yourself, right. then you're trying to teach it. Right. Yeah, Even right. though you can do it, teach without being a bowler yourself. But my highest game is actually is 300. Wow. Whoa. Yes, I, I have bowled several 300s. Man. And But I'm most proud of my series because 
your high series is shows consistency. Uh-huh. So my, my high series is a eight forty six wow. series for three games. Wow. So all the mathematicians out there, that's, that's a two eighty two average for three games. Ooh. That's hot, man. That's that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you wowing the customers when I they did. ask you that yeah, question. Right. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I let them know that I, I was fortunate one night to do 33 strikes in 36 frames. Wow, what? man. Yes, and I had a string in there where I had uh, 21 in a row. Wow. Yeah, that's what he was hot that night. Yeah, absolutely. Smoking. Hey, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah. um, that night I broke the bank. <laughs> I broke the bank <laughs> at the lanes. That was eight hundred and seven dollars. Wow! <laughs> yeah. I won all the brackets, so I walked out of there bowling alley that night with about sixteen hundred dollars. Oh wow, gosh! Wow! 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 And, I, wow! and for a bowler in this city, because majority of the bowling alleys have break break the bank. Yeah. And I I've been blessed enough to break it at Lucky Strike for eight hundred and something, and uh, Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Really? I broke it there also. So, wow. Oh, wow. That's free money. That is. That <laughs> is. So, sound like you got game. Yeah. I got a little bit. Uh, just a, just <laughs> a tad. Well, we're still working on it because uh, uh, bowling is like golf. Oh, really? Where in golf, you got the greens. Mm-hmm. In bowling, you got the yellow brick road. Yeah. Oh, yellow brick road. Yellow brick that's, road. That's what I call the lanes. Uh-huh. Uh, the environment can be different. True. Mm-hmm. Every, don't matter what course or what mm-hmm. bowling lanes you go to, mm-hmm. some lanes are more oilier, some more drier. Oh. The shot is a little different at yeah. both points. You know, and uh, believe it or not, if you go to one of the big leagues in town with a higher average bowlers, you will see us walking in with, you know, anywhere between five to eight balls. Wow. Really? Yes, because you don't know what the environment going to be. Oh, got it. Okay. The okay. environment is always different. Yes. Mm. And so these balls perform differently on different types of lanes. Absolutely. The mm-hmm. way they laid out, the mm-hmm. surfaces, the core, the layouts, mm-hmm. everything is a variable in bowling. Wow. I always tell people before you can roll a ball down a lane, mm-hmm. you got to get to the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get to the line with the proper technique, yeah, yeah. you ain't going to be successful rolling the ball down the lane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes like, sense. So that's like the golf swing. Yeah. Right? It's your whole body yes. involved in that, right? Absolutely. Your whole body's involved. Yeah. Absolutely. Bowling and golf is so related. Yeah. The frustration <laughs> or the clubs <laughs> right. versus yeah. the balls. Right. right. A putt versus a spare. Right, yeah. right. Uh, the greens versus the lanes. Yeah. You know, a lot of similarities. Yeah. The mental aspects of it, the yeah. way that sure. you practice. Right. All of it. Whether you're doing the President Cup or a team, mm-hmm. or whether you're bowling a tournament where you're by yourself, right? opposed to someone bowling the Masters, want to win the Masters. Right. right? They are so interrelated. Wow. wow. They really are. Both great games. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, the other thing is, this other similarity to bowling is you have a handicap, and therefore you can play with other players at a higher skill level and still compete. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Right, that's a that's a big similarity. Yes, and I think golf is the same way, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Another yeah. similarity yes. to golf. It's, it's very similar to golf. And uh, golf is a sport also for yes. those who want to know. Yes, it is. <laughs> I got just as much respect for golf as I do bowling. Even <laughs> though 
I do not golf. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I'm be honest. I can get the ball in there. Uh, uh, but I did dig a nice hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beside the ball, behind right. the ball, in front of the right. ball. <laughs> Everywhere else. But besides and, that ball. <laughs> yes. So it does take work. Yes. Okay, so I've seen where some of the bowling alleys are opening, reopening. So what effect has COVID-19, uh, what does it have on the bowling alleys uh, and the business right now? It has slowed the business down because of the fear, mm-hmm. which is very understandable. Right. That's the main thing. It has slowed it down because of the fear. Also, the sanitation requirements. Oh. Yeah. You know, um, Got to constantly keep your counters clean, your work area. Yeah. Uh, we wearing masks mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And it's also, with bowling being a game that it is, it's mostly an individual has to throw that ball on their own. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, people have different thoughts and processes when it comes to this COVID virus. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are, believe it or not, they're being hostile about it. Mm. You know, uh, if you don't want me to put a mask on, stay at home and stuff like that. And the biggest thing I want people to take away from this pandemic is don't value other people's life based on how you treat your own. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And what I mean by that is because I say I'm taking this pandemic serious and you don't want to do that, respect me for that. Right, right, right. You know, that's the best thing you can do for people is give them their due respect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, For me, for instance, I'm high risk because, um, you know, I have valley fever. Mm. Uh, The reason I retired from the military when I did was because I got blood clots. Oh. Wow. wow. Yes. um, You spent a lot of time, like, over in the Middle East doing your time in the service. Yes. um, I spent a lot of time on Iraqi highways. Oh, wow. I did over 5,000 miles on Iraqi highways running convoys where wow. we lost over 4,400. Whoa. Wow. Yes. The key thing is, uh, what I tell people all the time is this, is uh, you never know the pressures that an individual is, is in over there unless you're in their shoes. So, uh, you know, value those experiences that people have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with Veteran Day coming up, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, freedom isn't free. No. Freedom isn't free. American interest is not free. And the thing about it is, being an American citizen, when it was my time to go, when they said, hey, Sergeant Sanders, it's time for you to go, I never questioned it. Mm. All I asked was, what's my date? Yeah. When I got to be ready? Yeah. Mm. You know, um, I originally went in in um, 1989. Here it was, 20 years old. I'm sitting in the middle of Saudi Arabia, 20 mm. years old. And be honest, I didn't know why. Mm. I was doing what I was told. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, doing that, you know, fast forwarding through all the different wars and operations that we have been through over the years to being that new military member. And for the Air Force, we call them airmen all the way to that first sergeant towards the end of my career, being the leader of all those young airmen, it makes you value things. Mm. Uh, the one thing I never wanted to do during my time was to make that phone call to a parent. Mm-hmm. To say, uh, 
someone got hurt because we spend so much time outside the wire mm-hmm. in a combat environment where they're trying to kill us. Um, myself, I've been through 82 asymmetrical attacks. You say, mm-hmm. what is asymmetrical? That's what they shooting at you, IEDs going off, throwing rocks at you. Anything that can cause harm towards you is an attack when you're outside the wire. And um, the thing that I think about most is, um, it was actually around this time, it was coming up on Thanksgiving, and we was doing a convoy in Iraq, and we got hit. Actually, the vehicle in front of me, an RPG went through it. Whoa. Mm. Yes, it was actually the vehicle that was about 100 yards in front of me, my vehicle. And thank God, the airman, he was hurt. He was 23 years old. He was hurt, but he lived. And um, that situation was so profound on me was that um, one of the airmen was hurt on the crew that I brought over. Yeah. And me being the first sergeant of of them. As y'all probably know, Longstool over in Germany is our Walter Reed over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, okay. so um, I you know, we took him back and everything. And, um, you know, he told me, he said, first sergeant, please don't let them send me home. I want to finish my tour. Wow. And to hear a young man say that to you. Mm-hmm. And you said, don't worry about that. We'll take care of the mission. We want you to get better. Because he wanted to finish his tour out too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, going back through that and everything. And um, uh, the thing that brought tears to my eyes about four years ago, I retired in 2012. And about four years ago, I got a phone call. That young man took his life because mm. he he couldn't handle the, the pressures from PTSD mm. wow. and what he experienced. Yeah. And, you know, I just fell to my knees, you know, because, you know, um, the weight. Leadership is not easy. And the weight of what we're going through and thinking about what you go through, um, you always think. Sometimes the decisions are, that are made, do you think about, hey, would you have made that decision if that was your son, the one doing that action? Yeah. Based on your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't think about it that way. They just think about that decision at that particular time. So it's, uh, I don't talk politics, mm-hmm. you know, or religion and stuff like that. Um, I talk in reality, but I do talk leadership. Yeah. And, uh, you know, leadership ain't friendship. Yeah. But it's something that, you know, our young men and young women that serve, they deal with on a daily basis. You know, whether they are in the middle of the, the ranks or on the top of the echelon, it's heavy. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. you know, with Veterans Day coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. I say thank you to the veterans. Even though I'm, all, I'm always a veteran. Yeah. I'm, I consider I'm, I'm always serving. Yeah even though I don't put the uniform on every day anymore, right? I still serve my own right. Yeah, so. Well, we, I really, really appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. that, that heartfelt mm-hmm. story with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things you have seen and experienced and, and lived in the Air Force. Yeah. Now, and I know that uh, you were awarded the Bronze Star. Yes. And, uh, I mean, as we can see, just from the way that you have uh, have described your experiences in, in the Air Force, that 
it's not surprising. It's not a shock that you would get the Bronze Star. What can you share with us? You know, the Bronze Star, how that came about. Well, uh, first of all, um, the Bronze Star is the fourth highest medal you can achieve in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. The Bronze Star is awarded for military service and heroic service in a combat environment. I received the Bronze Star for the leadership in the combat zone, being out there with the airmen mm-hmm. and leading them to achieve the mission uh, in Iraq. Um, I'm very proud of that achievement. You know, I'm very proud to have received the Bronze Star, but it wasn't about me. It was about those men and women that served that we are charged to lead mm. and making sure they come home. You know, we don't always get them all home due to the circumstances, but every leader take it upon themselves to do everything they possibly can to make sure we don't have to make that phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or write that letter. Yeah. yeah. It's a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. It really is. Thank you for your service mm-hmm. and and we really appreciate you sharing that story, your stories with uh, with our listeners. Yeah. Thank you. So I know that you are uh, you're associated with some other organizations here in Tucson. Uh, what other what organizations are those? Well, I'm associated with the Masonic family here in Tucson. You, you know, say Masonic family. What's that? Uh, the Masons. Okay. Okay. And I'm also a member of the Shriners. Okay, the Shriners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm also a member of the Shriners. People always ask all the time, you know, what is the difference between the Masons and the Shriners? Yeah. And the easiest way to put it is the Masons is elementary school. (laughs) The Shriners is high school. It's a higher level. Wow. Of that fraternal order. Even though they're separate, they're the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because Shriners are taking their members from the Masons. That's how they get their members. Really? Yes, you have to be a Mason first before you can become a Shriner. Okay. And it's about community service. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Masons, um, we say you take a good man and make him better, but if you don't see qualities of a man himself, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. it's about giving, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's a fraternity. That's essentially, that's what it is. The Masons are the oldest fraternity in the world. Yeah. You know, all the Greek fraternities and all that stuff, they all derive from the Masons, oh, okay. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, a lot of people don't know that. No, yeah. But the Masons did come from them. And it's about the community service. It's about giving. Yeah. Whether it's your time, whether it's your money, whether it's your knowledge, giving, whether you're giving it to a homeless person or a family or whether it's mentoring a child, it's about leaving this place better than what you found it. That's what it's about. It don't have nothing to do with color. It don't have nothing to do with race. It doesn't have nothing to do with none of that. It's about leaving this place better than what you found it. And because guess what? If you got a PhD in this and a doctorate in that and a whatever, when you're gone, <laughs> when you're gone, uh, it's gone too. Yeah, uh, yeah, can't take it with you. You know, so 
Yeah, uh, I always br- say anything you can provide to an up and comer. Yeah. To mm-hmm. so they can go farther down the road than you. Mm-hmm. It puts a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a very active member within the Masonic Order and the Shriners doing those type of things. We have several organizations with you know that we are chartered to assist, but we also do other things. Um First, I would start with the uh, Masons for Your Mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a Bikes for Books program, that, mm. you know, at a local elementary school here where we award the kids for reading because okay. we know uh, if you can't read, you can't communicate. Right. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Providing an incentive because uh, to get them to read versus a video game. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's a tough tough task right you know so we provide that we are out on the highways cleaning up we do highway cleanup wow you know we do that you know we assist the elderly mm. you know we do that we assist the homeless you know we do that we assist each other mm. you never know who needs help and whatever way you can extend your hand to assist within the shriners the Shriners, we have Shriners as mentors. Again, you know, we always looking back to the youth. Yeah. You know, scholarship programs. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the Masons, they had a scholarship programs too. Um, oh, wow. Diabetes. That's oh. a big pillar. Diabetes Foundation. Found, oh. We as Shriners, our national order, we have pledged a million dollars for the second time over a wow. 10 year span in our national organization. Uh, voters registration, mm-hmm. which is a biggie. Yeah, that's yeah. important. This oh, year. yeah. Um, within the Masons and the Shriners, we also have a female auxiliary to those. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of the Eastern Stars? Yeah, the, actually, the, yes. The My mother Stars. was one. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they are the female Masons. Oh, wow. That's an easy way to put it. Yeah. They are sisters. Right. And the Shriners, you have what you call the daughters. Oh, how cool. Which is our our daughters, our counterpart, our counterpart for the the Shriners and uh, right. what they have, they have the daughters mentoring program. They also have breast cancer awareness, you know, cause as we know, especially within the black community, diabetes and breast cancer is very prevalent. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, we're getting better. Black men don't like to go to the doctor. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Black men mm-hmm. don't like to go to the doctor. You know, black women don't want to get that mammogram. Right. So those are two huge, huge prevalent things. And the thing that we are branching out that we just found out is uh, uh, we're going to become more active in the HBCUs. Really? Yes. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, we got organizations here in Tucson that do the tour of the HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So I know we're going to be trying to... uh, get involved with them and see ways that we can help, mm-hmm. you know, for those tours, you know. Yeah, we're going to have any uh, penny counts. Yeah. We're going to have the uh, somebody from TEAM, which is the Tucson Educational Empowerment for Minorities. Mm-hmm. They do the Black College Tour. So, yeah. So, uh, so we're looking for ways for that. But it's it's about giving to the community. Yeah. You know, finding ways to give. You don't have so much time, you know. A person like me, I'm stretched thin. <laughs> but I always try to find a way to give. To give. Yeah, fantastic. And that's very important. Yeah. So tell me, who has been one of your biggest supporters? I'll, I'll do all this. My biggest supporter 
is my wife and daughter, Carol, who's also the co-owner of Strike Fit Bowling Supply. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, you know, uh, she definitely could shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know, um, you know, I want to, you know, say thank you to her yeah. and my daughter for supporting uh, my dream of owning a, a bowling supply. Mm-hmm. I love it. and But I know without the proper support, it wouldn't be possible for me to be able to say I'm an entrepreneur in the, in the bowling supply business. Yeah. So I want to thank her for her support and love. Does she bowl too? She does. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I hear she's she's an excellent bowler, man. Believe it or not. She has a high average of 203. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's amazing because she has come a long way. And uh, yeah. I know uh, throughout the years, mm-hmm. uh, a few years, she, she was bowling in more leagues than I. Oh, uh, okay. really? And she's also a pretty good golfer also. Uh-oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's pretty competitive. I've seen her on the golf course. Very competitive. <laughs> and lastly, uh, we are also expert in the game of bid whist. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so we are. didn't mention that. I, you know, I heard rumors about, you know. Yeah, so one of your, uh, your lies brother was on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And a couple things he, he mentioned was, uh, you know, this kind of like competition in the oh, organization regarding uh, barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also the game of bid whist. And he, he seemed to think pretty high himself in <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, those two areas. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I understand there's a little, just, like I said, friendly competition going on over there. Mm-hmm. And, and so how do you, where, where do you kind of stand or rank in these, the, this bid whist barbecue thing? Okay, uh, the first thing I want to mention is uh, the bid whist. <laughs> <laughs> it's different levels of bid whist. Oh, uh-huh. Different levels? It's really? Di- it's different levels. Mm-hmm. You have some who are at the novelist level, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, me and my wife, we are pretty formidable mm-hmm. opponents. Huh? Uh, yeah. Opponents of you. So if you want, <laughs> if you want to come and uh, I, I seem to be... Uh, you know, pretty good at barbecue also. Yeah. Um, you know, we all start young yeah. and everything. And uh when did you start? When did you start um oh, barbecuing? I, oh, I started on the brick next to the tree. Next to <laughs> really? Right back in Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> Michigan between Michigan and Mississippi. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you had you had like a, a built one of those yeah, with, uh, cinder blocks. Oh, cinder wow. block. Yeah, was, yeah, we built a cinder pits, block. One of them cinder block pits. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So uh you know, I started a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, I think I'm a, a pretty formidable foe in that area as well. Yeah, right. You know, granted, you know, I don't have a restaurant. Right. <laughs> you know, or a food you know, truck. I don't have family menu. Yeah, you know, right. N- naming my Name your food, food after your recipes. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I have good eating. Oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, got yeah, you know, just have good food. Have right. good food. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. Um one of the good funds that we have down at the lodge. Uh, yeah. Know, we are older lodge, so we got a lot of older brothers who grew up barbecuing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of these days, we're going to have a serious, cook no up. no kidding, cookout. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I would like to see it just like barbecue pit masters, where it's a yeah. line draw name. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that'd be you know, pretty cool. Exactly. You know, that'd be a good 
community, you know, where we could do that during a clothing drive or yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Have a taste testing. Exactly. You know, exactly. And I, I can get a trophy made and just put my name on it. Yeah, there you go. I was about to say, I was just, might as well just go ahead and put your name on it. Save some time. Exactly. Time exactly. Yeah, I hear exactly. my co host is not allowed to be on that, be in there. Oh, no, no, no. No, no he's, yeah. a, he's allowed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, because you got a restaurant with your name on it, don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, uh, I I visit his restaurant often, you know. Yeah. I'm a fan of his catfish. Yeah. 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 I'm a fan of the catfish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh good catfish. Yeah. That's all he's saying though. That's all, yeah, that's all I'm, I can say. Um I you know, I get catfish majority of the time because I, I love seafood. Oh so. god. Yeah. Hey, so uh growing up in Michigan, what what were you guys uh barbecuing and smoking? Yeah. Uh believe it or not, uh we did more wild game. Really? really? My people, coon, possum, swirl. Really? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Deer. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you ever seen the logo for Michigan, it's two deers looking at each other. Right, <laughs> yeah. We have, we have deer and elk big time in Michigan. Wow. Uh -huh. You know, people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Going to us UP, mm -hmm. that's all you got up there is deer and elk. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, alligator. Wait, there's alligators up there? No. Oh. They bring it from the miss. south. They, they bring, bring it up. up and bring it up. They oh, bring it up. Wow. So they you know they go back, uh, snapping turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a country boy, a rule. If it run, if it fly, if it swim, I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, absolutely. So I you know, I got a chance to do that. Why? You know, uh Thanksgiving, we had a coon in the oven. Really? Uh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I scared a few girlfriends away with that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, that was way before I met my wife, you know. Yeah. That was my teenager days. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yes, absolutely. Wow. All uh, right. I know earlier you asked me a question about uh, what things do I offer to bowlers? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the key thing is if it's a beginning bowler, we try to do Starter packages. Starter oh, packages. Really? You know, a bar, bag, and shoes for the entry level. Okay. okay. And the uh, thing about it is, uh, I ask, hey, you want to be a straight shooter or you want to be a hooker? <laughs> you know, that's a joke. You know, uh, and what yeah, I mean yeah, by that yeah. is, do you want to throw the ball straight or do you want to learn how to curve, curve the ball? It. Oh, yeah. how cool. So if you want to learn how to curve the ball, I have what you call like entry level. A ball with a bag and shoes. Oh, yeah. how cool. And okay. you just want to be a straight shooter. Yeah. I can give you a, a plastic, entry level plastic ball. Yeah. You know, bag and shoes combo. It's reasonable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I even put your name on a ball for you. Oh, how cool. <laughs> yes. So, um, my ball. You know, th those kind of packages which I offer, you know, right. ball, bag, and shoes and get you out the door under $200. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's what I try to do. Hey, man, so I understand you're going to have some Christmas specials coming up. Yes, um, I'm going to be having Christmas specials. Actually, we're going to start on Black Friday. So <laughs> All right. I got to compete with the, the malls and stuff like that, but I'm going to be offering bag, ball, shoe specials. I got gift cards, gift certificates for any amount. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, any amount you want to have it for where you can, you know, get it ahead of time and they can come back later to get whatever they need. Mm-hmm. I also, I coach. You can give a gift card for a coaching lesson. Oh, oh cool. right. So you offer coaching there services too. Yeah. Offer, hey, if you would have me and you want me to give you a point or two, yeah. Um, 
willing and able. <laughs> <laughs> so I offer that as well. Uh, if you just need someone to uh, stand behind you and root you on. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in the bowling community, mm-hmm. I am willing to do it because uh, it was some that stood behind me and pushed me along the way as I was trying to learn this great game that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, love you it. heard it right here. We got the Black Friday specials over at Strike Fit Bowling. So make sure you uh, you look out and stop by or contact Elvin over at Strike Fit Bowling Supply. The Big E. The Big E. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, so you, you're really doing great things over there. Yeah. At Strike Fit Bowling Supply. And so tell us how folks get in touch with you at Strike Fit. Several ways to get in touch with me. The first way to get in touch with me is to come to 5854 East 22nd Street, Strike Fit Bowling Supply location. Mm-hmm. Second way you can get in touch with me, you can call me 520-279-1297. Okay. The third way you can get in touch with me is through my Facebook page, mm-hmm. Strike Fit Bowling Supply Tucson. Mm-hmm. You can send me an email. Strike fit bowling supply at gmail.com. Easy. All right. Easy, easy. You can get in touch with me. <laughs> or you can say hello to me at the bowling alley. Because <laughs> I, 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 I always have business cards on me. All right. <laughs> well, I tell you, Ellen, it's really been a really special time that we spent with you, mm-hmm. especially, you know, talking about your experience. Uh, in the Air Force, yeah, and you sharing, uh, you know, so much of yourself with us. You're doing great things at Strike Fit, and your community services and your commitment to community service is just outstanding. Absolutely, thank you, thank you so, for all yeah, that you do. Yeah, so yeah. thank you for sharing your time with us today and, and being on the show. I, I want to say thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for your military service and thank you for all your community service. Thank you. Hey, we really appreciate you all joining us on today's show. We have some great guests coming up here in the near future. We have Kevin Hamilton, local musician, who's done some fabulous things here in Tucson and across the country. He is the founder of Southwest Soul Circuit, his production company. And Kevin is all about introducing our youth to music and the arts. It's going to be a great show, so please tune in. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. You can find us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also find us on kenshardwoodbbq.com. Just click radio show. This is Ken Alexander. See you next time.